It's Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. The Mutual Audio Network proudly presents the Nirvana Radio Playhouse. Tonight's bill of fare, Twas the Night Before Christmas by Paul Gallico. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the director of the Nirvana Radio Company, Pete Lutz. Thank you, Michelle Barnett, and good evening, everybody. It seems to us that there are few things more appropriate as a Christmas gift to Nirvana Radio Playhouse listeners than a story by the inimitable Paul Gallico. Since 1936, when he first entered the short story field, he has been published regularly by such magazines as the Saturday Evening Post, Collier's, Cosmopolitan, and Esquire. And today we welcome him to the Playhouse. Here then, with our very best wishes, is our Christmas time broadcast, with myself as Perry Brown and Dana Gonsalves as Al Vogel in Twas the Night Before Christmas by Paul Gallico, especially for Christmas on the Narada Radio Playhouse. It is four o'clock in the afternoon of Saturday, December the 24th, in the city room of the Daily Blade. Almost everybody has gone home. A couple of office boys are yawning on the call bench. Three rewrite men are pecking away on their typewriters and watching the clock. At the head of the room, Tex Court, the city editor, is talking earnestly on the telephone with a hunted look on his face. Nearer the door, Perry Brown, the Daily Blade's best reporter, is chatting with Al Volvo, his photographer. They're both about to leave for a party at Perry's girlfriend Rusty's place when the telephone rings. Daily Blade, Perry Brown. Yes? Oh, hello, Rusty. Yes, we're just leaving. Yep, I'm all cleaned up. Did the tree come? Good. No, no, Vogel's sitting on my desk. We'll leave together. <laughs> oh, honey, I'm going to trim the tree with diamonds, rubies, and sapphires. That'll run into dough. <laughs> Vogel says that'll run into dough. <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh, honey, if you play Silent Night, I'll cry. Yes, I will. I get very sentimental about Christmas. Vogel will cry, too, won't you, Al? Oh, absolutely. All right, we'll all cry, and it'll be a wonderful party. Now, honey, don't worry about the Christmas tree fires. They won't break out until 9 o'clock, and besides, I'd quit before I'd miss the party. Okay. Anything you want me to bring? Huh? Just me. <laughs> okay. Love you. Hey, why don't you marry the girl and put her out of her misery? I'm uh, working on it by this time next year. Come on, Al. Let's get out of here. Right behind you. Let's go say Merry Christmas to Tex. Come on. That's a good idea. Come on. Rusty is about as excited about this party as a five-year-old kid. It's a first real planned party. No kidding. Yes, Mrs. Pettingsall, I understand. I'm sure that we can take care of it. By 11 o'clock, number oh, three, Towers. Yeah, a harness to the wagon. Yes. It, it's all right, Mrs. Pettingsall. I'll keep you in, I'll keep in touch with you. Yeah, yeah, same to you. Goodbye. Al and I are just leaving, Tex. Merry Christmas and try to get up to Rusty's party if you can, will you? What's the matter? Perry, I meant to let you and Al go, but something unfortunate. Oh, no. You promised us the night off. You did, Tex. Yeah, I know, and you'll get to Rusty's party later. Did you, uh, 
hear anything of that telephone conversation I just had? You, uh, mean, uh, Mrs. Pettensoul? Tex. Her nephews have arrived unexpectedly from the West, and she wants a Christmas present for them. Oh, no. She wishes us to secure a pair of goats for her. Goats? Harnessed to a red wagon. Oh, you're kidding. Goats? Harnessed to a red wagon. Is she crazy? Where can you find a couple goats in red wagon on Christmas Eve? Yeah, where can you find a couple of goats? You mean, where will you find them? Oh, Tex, no. You'll be all right if the outfit arrives at number three, Courtney Towers, by 11 o'clock tonight. I won't do it. I promise Rusty. And I promise the wife of our editor and managing director that I get her two goats. All right, we quit, don't we, Al? Absolutely. We told Rusty nothing would keep us away from her first party. Listen, Harry, Al, I'm sorry, but I'm on the spot. Do you think I get a kick out of having my reporters used as footmen? <sighs> Mrs. Pettingson's a bad little girl. Bad little girl. She's a gadfly sent to try us. I'm sorry, but it's all part of the screwy business, and she is the wife of our managing director. Now, please, Perry, there's nobody else to send. Please. I can't. Rusty will give me the air. She'll understand. She's a newspaper woman. Oh, no, no, no. Not tonight she ain't. Tonight, she's a kid having her first Christmas party. You'll just be a little late. Here, I'll give you a petty cash slip. Get upstairs and cash it before five. Uh, how much? The sky's the limit. All right, a grand. I said the sky, not the stratosphere. You want your stinking goats, don't you? How do I know what I'll run up against? I may have to buy them from the zoo. Um, okay. Here, if you need any help, call me. Oh, thank you. And you call Rusty. I haven't got the knife. She'll think I'm drunk. Oh, all right. Call her up and say you sent me out to get two goats in a red wagon. Oh, boy, she'll love you. Come on, Al. Maybe we can get the goats quick somehow. Hey, where are you going to go first, Perry? Where would you go to get the goats? Brooklyn. Gee, Perry, it's nice driving over Brooklyn Bridge at night, ain't it? Yeah. Silent night, holy night, where can I find two goats? The old bridge looks pretty with all the lights on it and everything. Yeah. Where, oh, where can I find two goats? Hey, just look at the lights on the water, Perry, and the piers. Look, huh? Yeah. Hey, Perry, look! That flash of flame down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look, beer's on fire. Look, will ya? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely fire. Maybe it'll burn all night. Too bad we can't go. What do you mean we can't go? Are you nuts? My dear Al, consider your position. We're in the service of the rich. We are after goats. We're not reporters. We're lackeys. Mrs. Pettingsall would be very, very angry if we went to a fire instead of buying her two goats harnessed to a red wagon. Perry, we got it. Look, it's spread. Look at the flames. It's like an atomic... I know. Hush, Al. Maybe I can grab a shot. Slow down, Perry, please. Maybe I can get a picture from here. No, 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 Al. We must let nothing turn us from our duty. We're not reporters. We're butlers. Well, I got it anyway. And maybe that won't be the picture of the year.
The first little goat will be silky and white, and I hope it gives Mrs. Pettingsall a bite. Harry, will you stop singing? I know we shouldn't have gone into those bars looking for goats. And where else would you look for a goat? Hey, Perry, look! That taxi! Look, look! And an ambulance! Uh-huh. There's been an accident! Perry, slow down a little bit! Hey, that woman, she's hurt! Please, Perry, slow down! Let me get a picture, will ya? No, no, what would Mrs. Pettingsall say if she found out you went around shooting a camera at people? Got it! Stop taking pictures! You know what? We're lost, that's what. We're lost in Brooklyn and we'll be here for years and years. We're not lost. If you'd stop taking pictures, you'd see that we are now approaching Cyprus in 283rd. And if our friend the bartender is correct, we're about to get our first goat. Didn't he have any number? No. Brown shack at the corner of Cyprus and 283rd. That must be it over there beside those signboards. Hey, what is it? A garbage dump? Or is it the... Goats that I smell. Now, now, Rudolph, be a good goat, will you? Now, come on. What's he stopping for? I don't know. Now, please, Rudolph, we're almost at the car. Now, in a little while, you'll meet Mrs. Pettensall. You'll like her. You can't pull them if they don't want to. Now look, Rudolph, I paid a hundred bucks for you. Would you act like a hundred dollar goat? He's sniffing at something on the ground. Huh? Yeah. Hey! Perry, look! It's a body. What? Yeah, yeah, in a canvas sack. Suffering cats, there's a note on it. Well, give me a flashlight. Hey. Merry Christmas. From the boys. Wow. I think I know him. Flash of light in his face. Yeah. Holy cow, Perry. It's Progower from the DA's office. Yeah. He had his nose in the poultry racket, didn't he? Merry Christmas from the boys. What a story. And how? Well, too bad we're busy. Perry, you're kidding. I'm not kidding. <sighs> Business before pleasure. We're still one goat shy. Pro-Gower will have to wait. Okay, but let me take a couple of pictures. Okay, but make it snappy. All right, Rudolph, I'll give you one more chance. Are you or are you not going to get into the car without being kicked? Come on, Rudolph, get in the back seat, will you? And stop kissing me, I'm driving. Yeah. Stuck to lemonade. Oh, oh, you should talk. While I think of it, who did you phone in that last tavern? The office. Tex. So what did you tell him? Nothing, nothing at all. He said that Rusty had phoned and said you needn't bother coming to the party no matter how early you get through. And I just sort of casually mentioned the fire and the Progower murder. Eh, that'll teach him to send us out after goats. Where did that bartender say we should go? Oh, a guy by the name of Constantine Buonacasa, or his wife. Huh? Just a couple of blocks more. Now what's the matter with Rudolph? I believe he is slightly loaded. He downed a whole can of beer that the barkeep gave him. Likely it's the can. He downed that too.
Mrs. Buonacasa? Si. Well, my, my, uh, my, my friend here and I, as curious as it may seem, are seeking to purchase a goat. Yeah, a goat. Yeah, a goat. Jerry, the bartender at Mike's Tavern, said you had goats. Eh? You, you make it a Christmas joke, no? Oh, no, ma'am. You will come in. We got a company. You drink a glass of wine and everything should be all right. Christmas time. Everybody should feel okay. Anytime at Christmas Eve, it might be a gag. It's dead on the level, sister. I gotta get another goat. Now, have you got one? Yeah, we ain't kidding. This is a no funny business? Honest. All right. Use a come up with a me. Uh, you have got goats, haven't you? Sure, I got other goats. Paolo and Francesca. They man and wife. Nicer goats. Gooder goats. You like a goat? Oh, sure. We love a goat, don't we, Al? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially on Christmas Eve. We love a goat. It's uh, in here, the shed. <coughs> there. Paolo and Francesca. Goats! Let's go. Hold it. You ain't got them yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 Mrs. Buonacasa, how much for the big one? Marco Bugonia, I tell you, the Paolo and Francesca, this is a husband and a wife. No seller one. You, a married man, I think you understand that. Oh, forgive me. Uh, yes, ma'am, you're right. I don't know what I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah, they look so pretty. They're in love. Yeah, sure, uh. look, uh, uh, look, Mrs. Buonacasa, I got a goat outside. Yes? The swellest goat you ever saw. Rudolph, Rudolph, he, he loves everybody. Crazy about everybody. What about a deal? I buy Paolo and Francesca, and you take Rudolph in part swap, huh? You can have one swell loving goat and some cash. Everybody, she's a happy. Now, now how about it, huh? I don't want to want a goat. No? No. What's the matter with having one goat? What's good is a one a goat, except to another goat. Except to... (laughs) 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 Look, Mrs. Buonacasa, (laughs) it's a deal. How much? I'm not sure that I want a much to sell now. Three hundred dollars. A piece? A piece is a good. Paolo and Francesca is a yours. You come into the house and we have some wine. It's a party. We sing a songs, we lift up the ceiling. We shouldn't have stayed at Mrs. Bonacasa's party so long. I just do it. Mamma Misha Menzada, until you feel your camera. Perry. Perry! 
Please stop, will ya? Alright. If I don't eat soon, I'm gonna die. We got the goats. We got three goats, in fact. Let's eat. Get them up to Mrs. Pettensoul's. Will you shut up, Rudolph? You too, Francesca. Will you pipe down? Holy smokes. We'll look our neck and ghost. What are we gonna do with three goats, Perry? What are we gonna do? We don't eat soon, Perry. I'm gonna be sick. You know something, Perry? I wouldn't have blamed that waiter if he'd have socked you. Rushing caviar on a dump like this. Are you kidding? Shh. Al, I'm sleeping. Now please do not disturb. Allow me to sit here with my head in my hands and suffer. Oh, stop nudging me, Al. Stop nudging me. Good evening, all. Mind if I join the party? Rusty. Hello, Perry. I don't suppose you'd mind if I sat down. You're sore. Not at all. It's been a perfect Christmas Eve. How'd you find us? You left a trail a blind man could follow. When I saw your car parked outside with three goats in the backseat, I sort of figured you might be in here. Ah, oh, don't be so rusty. Sore? Why should I be sore? Wh what, uh, what are you doing away from the party? There is no party. Can I have some coffee too? Coming up. What do you mean? I'm working. Everybody is working. There's never been a Christmas like it before. Progower was murdered. Progower of the DA's office. Oh, for goodness sake. Well, fancy that. It also so happens that Pier 547 Brooklyn blew up. Not really. Perry, why do you drink? Because they sent me out on Christmas Eve to buy two goats in a red wagon. Oh, have you got the wagon? Huh? The wagon. The wagon. Oh, I haven't got the wagon. <sighs> well, I have. That's one reason I'm here. Tex thought you'd forget. Where is it? Outside in my car. Oh, Rusty, you're wonderful. Am I? We got one goat too many, Rusty. <laughs> oh, you noticed it too, did you? Isn't Mrs. Penningsall going to be surprised? What's the matter with them now? They're frightened. Now listen, goats, you're out of the elevator. All you gotta do is walk down this nice quiet hall here, see? That's it now. Just walk slowly down the hall to apartment three. <laughs> and stop kissing me. Oh, look, Rusty, Rudolph loves me. It's quarter to 11. The petting stalls will be home in 15 minutes. All right, all right, all right. Vogel, you take Paolo. All right. Rusty, you grab Francesca. Oh. Up you go. And me for you, Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> well, whoever answers this story is in for an awful shock. You ain't kidding. <laughs> oh, Rudolph. Rudolph, you love me. <laughs> He's kissing me. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Rudolph, the sweetest little goat in the whole wide world.
Good evening. <gasps> Good heavens. Are you the Pettensall's butler? I am, sir. And might I ask what you are? Move over. We got goats. You got a bathroom with a sunken tub? Hold still, Rudolph. There, there. I guess you're clean. They both look like fluffy little lambs. Oh, but uh, Rudolph here doesn't deserve a bath after smashing the Petensol's mirror. Well, he couldn't help it. It was the first time he'd ever seen himself with that mean expression on his face. Uh-uh. Hold still, Rudolph. You'll be dry in a minute. That's a boy. Uh, give me another towel, Rusty. You've used five already. This bathroom looks like a nightmare. That's a boy. Well, you can't deliver dirty goats to Mrs. Pettensall. Hey, he's real cute when he's clean, ain't he? What's Vogel doing? Making a harness out of neckties. Oh, there. He's done. Let's get him harnessed to the wagon and get out of here before the petting saws arrive. Yeah, uh-huh. Come on, Rudolph. You look swell. Well, come on, Rusty. Open the door. Oh, hey, this is sure some dump. Oh, how's the harness coming, Al? I use Mr. Petting Soul's neckties. See, look at it. Swell, ain't it? Al, it's the nicest harness I've ever seen. Yeah. Hey, do you ever see a tree like that in your whole life? Never. And I never will. I'll never, ever have a Christmas like other people. Never. Let's get him harnessed. There. Uh huh. Cinch. Red wagon and all. Yeah. <laughs> Don't they look cute? Paolo and Francesca, man and wife. It makes me want to cry. Oops. What are they doing to the tree? Oh, looks to me as if they're eating it. Oh, a little at a time. Ru- Rudolph, darn you anyway, Rudolph. Harry, look out, he'll break the other one. Suffragette. Shh, hold it. Here come the pencils. Oh, what is going on in here? My vase. Both of them. What is the meaning of this? Who are you people? Ellen. Are these people from the paper? I believe they are, my dear. Get out of here, all of you! You, you hooligans! You're drunk! I, I beg your pardon. We're not drunk. Of course you are. Otherwise, what's the meaning of this third animal? It is a spare. A spare? Is that supposed to be funny? Will you please leave? Ellen, I expect you to deal with these people tomorrow. Oh, Rusty, I believe Mrs. Pettensall is sore. Is she? Well, so am I. Mrs. Pettensall, you're all through with Perry Brown now, aren't you? I don't believe I know who you are. You're through with him. 
He's drunk and he's dirty. And besides, he served your purpose. He got you what you wanted. Two goats and a red wagon on Christmas Eve. No other man in town could have done it tonight or would have. Get out You've here. been using our office and our staff to do your dirty work for the last five years. Well, run errands, fetch and carry, fix things for you, play nursemaid to you. Well, that's out as far as we're concerned. Well, well, I suggest when you go to replace us, you go to an employment agency that furnishes trained servants. It'll be nice to know that you can call up the office when you need an extra butler. Come on, boys. Come on, Rudolph. Let's get out of here. I can smell something that has nothing to do with goats. Well, I've never before heard Now, now, my dear. Good night, Miss McGowan, Mr. Vogel, Mr. Brown. Come on, let's get out of here. We got rid of Al. Yeah. Now, if only we could get rid of Rudolph. I called up the zoo. Well? They didn't want a goat. Oh. I called up the Metropolitan Museum of Art, too. <laughs> what on earth for? I don't know. I thought maybe because it was Christmas Eve, <laughs> they might make an exception. <laughs> uh, what'll we do with him? Honey, I don't know. But I'm not going to abandon Rudolph on some cold, vacant lot. He's got a right to Christmas, too. Well, where will we take him? I don't know. I guess we'll just wander around Brooklyn with him until we die of old age. (laughs) Now, don't kiss me while I'm driving, Rudolph. (laughs) He loves me, Rusty. I know. I do, too. Do you? Uh-huh. But for heaven's sake, let's get some coffee. I'm perishing with the cold. Look, there's a place. Come on, stop, Perry. All right, all right. Uh, do you think you love me as much as Rudolph loves me? Mmm, uh. I think I do. Okay, then. I'll buy you some coffee. Okay, get Rudolph out on your side. Can't he stay in the car? Rudolph's got a right to his Christmas, too. Attaboy, Rudolph. Go with Rusty. That's a fella. Come on, Rudolph. Good old Rudolph. Rusty, honey, I just couldn't leave Rudolph without a home on Christmas Eve. It wouldn't be human. I know. Do you suppose we'll have to keep him forever? Here we are. All right, now, sit down, Rudolph. Sit down beside us and shut up. Hey, hey, mister. You can't bring that goat in here. Oh, yes, we can. It's Christmas Eve. Coffee and donuts for two and some wheat biscuits for Rudolph. Is that what goats eat? Yeah, yeah, just one of the things. And leave him in the box. He'll eat the box and all. He'll be hysterical when he hits the biscuits after all that cardboard. All right. Yeah, thanks. Here you are, Rudolph. Now don't let me hear a sound out of you. I've seen everything now. 
Donuts and coffee coming up. You one happy kid? Oh, Perry, I'm an awful fake. I've loved every minute of it. No fooling? Uh-huh. I was mad because you wouldn't take me with you. It's a lousy racket, but we love it. Well, I guess we're out of it now, though. We haven't got a job, Rusty. Oh, I think we have. Remember when Mr. Penningsall said goodnight? Yes. He winked at me. No kidding? Uh-huh. He's been wanting to tell her off for years. Oh, I'll bet. Oh, Perry, can't you remember anything that happened tonight? Some of it. Oh, well, you know that there's a bonus waiting for you at the office? A bonus? What for? For your work on the Pier 547 explosion. Vogel took a picture of it. Yeah. Yeah, he also took a picture of the death of some Brooklyn alderman's wife in a taxi accident and a half a dozen of Progower's body. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Vogel phoned the office around six and said if we go to an address he gave us and look behind some signboards, there'd be something for us. And there was. On top of Progower's body were half a dozen plates and a note from Vogel with the captions on it. <laughs> They're all over page one now. Well, I'll be. Good old Vogel. I tried to make an honest flunky out of him, but I guess he's just a newspaper man at heart. So, you see, everything's all right. Yeah, yeah. I guess it is. Now, if only we could just get rid of Rudolph. Yeah. <laughs> Mister. Give me two coffees and two donuts to go. Okay. Rusty, Rusty, look. What? That kid. Uh, Hey, Sonny. Sonny, come here, will you? Hello, lady. Hi, Sonny. Hello, mister. Hi. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Say, um, how would you like a goat for Christmas? Her? Him. Honest? Honest. You mean just take him? Right now. You wanna? Gee, do I? Gosh. Call him Rudolph. Gee, thanks, mister. Thanks a lot. Come on, Rudolph. Come on. Well, we've done it, Rusty. We've done it. Rudolph has a home. Everything your heart desires. Oh, honey. Merry Christmas. Oh, Perry. Hey, hey, hey. Cut out the kissing stuff. I run a respectable joint here. You have just heard Twas the Night Before Christmas by Paul Gallico, directed by and starring Pete Lutz as Perry Brown, Dana Gonzalez was Al Vogel, and other members of the cast included John Bell as Tex Court and Mr. Pettingzoll, Jessica Matthews as Rusty, Michelle Barnett as Mrs. Bornacasa, Dawn Robertson as the waitress, Mrs. Pettingzoll, and the boy, Chuck Wilson as the butler and the waiter, and John Bell, Jessica Matthews, and Chuck Wilson as the goats. Music was by Dr. Ross Bernhardt. Twas the Night Before Christmas was originally broadcast December 25th, 
1949 on NBC Radio and adapted from the short story by Paul Gallico by Harry W. Junkin. It was adapted for this performance by Pete Lutz. This is Michelle Barnett speaking. The Narada Radio Playhouse is a co-production of 63 Audio and the Mutual Audio Network. Join us again next week for Miracle for Christmas on most of these MBS stations. week right here on sunday showcase on the mutual audio network you get a brand new episode of bells in the bat free for which we apologize however if for some reason you can't get enough bells in the bat free and after you've asked a professional therapist for help head over this way on fridays friday follies has all the old bells in the bat free going back to 2006 you know back in the prehistoric days when it sounded like this to get on the internet <laughs> anyway, if you want to catch the old ancient bells in the bat free, catch it on Friday Follies right here on the Mutual Audio Network. And we apologize in advance for that as well.